Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Live and Bush. Live and Bush are hitting the road together this fall for the ultimate tour. Your chance to see them live with special guest Our Lady Peace is October 12th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. So it's my chance to see Live Live? How many? Yes. Okay. How many concerts you got lined up now? You are a concert guy. 475. Come on, seriously. How many you got lined up? <laughs> what do you mean I got lined up? Got a little something planned in December. You were talking about a concert that was 53 weeks out yesterday. 53 weeks out? Yeah. It was a year and a week away. Oh, I'm not going, but... Oh, you're not? No. It's Dan and Shay, right? Stan and Shay? Dan and Shay. I'm sky high in Colorado. Let's press against a bottle swearing on a bottle, baby, I'll never leave you. I remember how bad I need you when I taste tequila. Don't you think you ought to go, Yak? That's your, gotta go. That's your Dan and Shay right there. Giving that one a pass, huh? Giving yourself the night off. I do have two friends that bought tickets. One of them did, did make the comment, I wonder if I'll even remember this concert until the week before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any concerts planned. I'm going to see Old Dominion in December, and I'm going to go see Florida Georgia Line, Old Dominion, and Kenny Chesney in the summer. Other than that, I'm free. Okay, there it is. Anybody wants to invite me, we're good to go. Nice. I got my classic rockers done. Now I'm back on my modern country, which I fully embrace. We just played the Steve Kern no comment. You're seeing a lot of traffic on Twitter. Clay Travis, who you can hear him if you have to be up earlier before our show, he's on. Listen to him coming into work. Uh... Steve Perry has no comment on the NBA's China issues. He comments on every Trump tweet and can't support democracy in China. What a complete and total coward. Donovan Mitch, one of our listeners, tweeting, it's pathetic NBA players and coaches are afraid to say that they support democracy because they're afraid to offend China. It's pathetic. How about a new business tactic here? You make more friends and up your profile by confronting them. Yes, you lose money there. The guys at South Park are just famous for writing all kinds of stuff about China, and they've been banned in China, but it makes them more popular everywhere else. Yeah, but you're already more popular here. The guys in South Park can get more popular and make more but money But the NBA's here. gotten too big here. Right. How much money can you squeeze out, whereas there's literally billions over there? Would it make you more popular across Europe and Latin America? I mean, there are other places to grow. Even under the theory that you kind of maxed out, well, you're yeah, a mature business sure. here in the and U.S. If we talk Weber State football, it will make us more popular with the Weber State folks. But but you've got to go to China because it's 1.5 billion yeah. people. And that's why we could talk Jazz, Utes, and Cougars. And India, there's a billion people. Sprinkle in some Aggies because that's where the folks are. So I think it's the same premise. We can talk Weber State all day long, but there's not enough Weber State fans for us to make money off of. So we would be hurting ourselves if we did that. And I respect their program greatly. But the fact is, we've got to talk about these others because they have more fans, more people, equals more money, blah, blah, blah. So it's all about the dough. It's the cash, man. It's what rules. And Steve Kerr, I don't think he intentionally is avoiding it, but it just comes off. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just saying, I don't want to get into that, man. Yeah, I think he is intentionally avoiding it. Well, no, I believe that he feels like he doesn't have enough knowledge to speak on it. That's why he's intentionally, he's not avoiding it. He just doesn't feel prepared to speak on it. There may become a time when he feels prepared to speak on it, so therefore he will. 
That's what I feel. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Even though I'm sick of him just, I don't think those guys, they, they preach unity at the same time they're trashing people, which I, I see as a contradiction. Uh, but that's the world we live in. Uh, but I certainly support his right to tell me for the fourth millionth time what he thinks about gun control. Um, if he, but here, I don't. He feels like he has enough knowledge on that, and it's more impactful. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's well. I'm not going to get any economic backlash if I speak out on this. Whereas I'm going to get economic backlash if I speak out on China. So I'm just going to avoid it. Republicans wear wear sneakers too. That that Michael that, Jordan, yeah, Michael Jordan, thirty years ago, right. thirty five years ago, whatever it was now. At least he was honest. Yep. And I'm not going to wade into that. And I need was, these people to buy my shoes. He was also right. Republicans do wear sh- sneakers. But I would rather Steve come out and say, hey, man, we got too much money at stake here. But it does come off as wishy-washy at best, and it comes off as hypocritical at worst. 855-340-ZONE. Jordan, good morning. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Jordan. Good. good. Glad to hear. Uh, I was just pointing out to Yawk that you know, it's pretty clear that the Chinese people, I lived over there for a little bit, it's pretty clear that they love democracy. They're pretty sick of the socialist government. Um, I think it would only improve the NBA's popularity with the general population over there in their middle class if we were a little bit more pro-democracy and capitalism. Um, our only fear is that they're going to ban the NBA. Well, they are. I mean, that's why they took the two preseason games off. They're clearly sending a message. And they took the right. rockets, uh, then the selling the e-merchandise Rio stuff. Rio Grande Valley Ripe Vipers or whatever, yeah. the Art G League team. Yeah, I think that uh, the powers that be, they're the ones calling the decisions. It doesn't really matter what the general population thinks, is it? Does it? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the hardest question to answer right there. And, and that's where I wish that, uh, you know, some of these coaches, you know, Pop and, and Kerr would just be a little bit more genuine and just say like hey just like you were saying pk let's just be a little bit more honest with ourselves and say there's too much money at stake here and you know, i'm not going to comment on that. well there's there's stories out there and i don't know how spot on they are i'll just trust the reporting that uh you know the daryl morey's job was in jeopardy and here's a guy who put together arguably the second best team in the nba certainly the third or fourth best team but behind the warriors possibly the second best and the thought that the rockets could be letting him go, I mean, that kind of sends a message to every other employee. And it's especially yeah, odd. Sure. Yeah, thanks for the call. It's especially odd in one of the stories we read that the Rockets owner says they're non-political has been on TV talking about politics. I don't think the GM is going to get fired. No, the, and he isn't. I think you're right. But it still sends a message to everybody else. We could look at his employment, and he's awesome in his job. I don't think his employment wasn't looked at. That's my point. So you don't believe the story? I don't think he was going to get fired. No, right. I don't. But by floating that they're looking at his employment, they're I don't think they every, were looking at his employment. They're That's sending what I'm a saying. message to everybody else. So then you don't believe the story. I don't know of any story. I don't care about any story. I don't believe his employment. I mean, I can say it again. I don't believe his employment was at stake. I mean, I think I've made that abundantly clear. I don't know about what story you're referencing, and I don't care about what story you're referencing. I don't think his employment was at stake, because if it was, they would have fired him, but they didn't. So you can float whatever, but just because you float something doesn't mean it's true. I think they rebuked him, 
And it's about the money. I mean, it's clearly about the money, man. And the NBA is a business. Why shouldn't it be about the money? I mean, they they can be woke and, and all these players can be this and that. But, but at the end of the day, the franchise value needs to go up. Yeah. It's a business. It's a community asset, too, but it's a, it's a business. So I expect them to act accordingly. It's just that these guys... You've gone overboard with these two guys. And Kerr and Popovich, they do it because they win. The coach of the Sacramento Kings isn't giving us his opinion anytime soon, whoever that coach might be today. I think that combined eight mm-hmm. titles yeah. as a coach has right. something to do with it. Right. Luke Walton isn't running around giving us his opinion. Now the Kings And coach. I had to think about who the Kings coach was because yeah. they turn coaches <laughs> yeah. over every year. Yeah. There's a guy whose employment is in jeopardy. Yeah. Monty Williams down in Phoenix, I don't expect him to be talking about this anytime soon because <laughs> they change coaches like crazy too. But Popovich and Kerr, they got stature, so they use their influence because they have it. They have leverage, so they use it. But now we've got nothing here. It just, it just sounds bad. It looks bad. And you don't stand for the things you stand for, either you stand for them or you don't. And here's an opportunity to take another stance. In fact, you actually stay, say stuff on this, and all the people you've irritated are probably going to agree with you. And all your stuff that you've said in ripping the U.S. and the current regime, which I mean, that's what we have here, and you're allowed to do that. Good for you. But I think that if you went out and said stuff like the Rockets GM, I think your popularity within the states would grow. Who disagrees with democracy and all the things that you hear about? Now, I'm not exactly an expert on this by any stretch myself, but just on general principle. The default position would be to support yeah. the people in the streets in Hong Kong, even if you haven't read up on it. Yeah, and you would think that some tweet, which really wasn't so outrageous, has generated all this interest and controversy. It's like, I'm going to tweet out, man, this winter, I hope we really have clean air. <laughs> That's real controversial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but then someone for the inland port is yeah. thinking you're going to them. That's true. And then it's on. Well, there was a report a couple of years ago that a reporter l- simply liked to tweet on Twitter about Tibet and the auto- semi autonomous nature of how they go about things there. And he got fired from his job for just liking a tweet. Liking a tweet. Not loving a tweet. No, liking. Liking it, yes. And they should have. Either like or love. I mean, I think that... They, give, us, give another option. Which is why I'm, I'm done with Twitter. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't do what you do. I got to do what I do. But you don't like what happens when you do what you do. Yeah. So I can't just give you a highlight. Look at how this team scored their quarterback sneak from one yard out in the third quarter to go up. Yeah, but you like to 21. see that stuff on Twitter. Someone's got to put it out there. And that's what you're for. Yeah. I'm not. Don't don't be defensive you, you here. You are. You are. I am not. That's who you are. You're totally you criticizing. Wanna, I am not. You want to. <laughs> you, if you if you decide, I am. That's your call, and you can go with it. But that's who you are. You appease the masses. I'm not interested in appeasing the masses. That's why the show works. You appease the masses. I piss off the masses. <laughs> <laughs> you appease them sometimes. <laughs> Right. That's the best description of this show ever given. Right. And so I don't have any problem with what you do. I'm just saying I can't do that. That's not who I am. 
I don't, I don't want to wreck the whole thing of the show, but it's not exactly how it works. But it's better if people think that's how it works. Yak, you've heard a few. As you know, far right? as roll with the narrative here, DJ. Roll with the narrative. On Twitter, that's the way it is. You're not going to come out and say something controversial on Twitter. You're just not. You're not going to make fun of anybody here locally. Oh, people think I make fun of them. And it's not to the level you do. Yeah, I mean, it's, seriously, when's the last time someone told me to go back to Santa Barbara? Earlier in this show. It's on Twitter. Well, you should. <laughs> it's too expensive. We're not going back to Santa no, Barbara. No, you just repeated what I put on, on, on Facebook. Right. But that wasn't even your thought. It was my thought. Right. So for once, instead of you getting blamed for what I'm doing... I'm getting blamed for what you're doing. Uh, but we put the question of the day up on Facebook the night before. It's usually you. And then I put it on Twitter in the morning because you're not putting stuff on Twitter. But a lot of people aren't on Facebook in the morning. They're on Twitter. But all that was a statement. It wasn't an opinion. I know, but it still pisses people off. I mean, Charlie Strong legitimately that, and, said that. And what do you think? And that's your level of irritating people. That's how you irritate people. Right. I get it. But that's how you irritate people, too. I go much deeper than that. It's what you did last night. Right, I look for something that's juicy and I put it out there. It's, yeah, I guilty, guilty as yeah. charged, and I will continue because I love discussion, and I happen to think that discussion and disagreement isn't bad. I'm I'm totally comfortable with it. So I'm comfortable. I may disagree a hundred percent what Popovich and Kerr say, but I'm comfortable with them saying it. But I'm going to voice my opinion on it. And here, they've got a chance to, to make a statement, and they don't. It's because of the cash. At least it, you, they may not think so, but so many folks do think it's because of cash, man. The NBA stands to lose literally billions. And so you're going to keep quiet? No, you're a leader, man. You're a political, whether you acknowledge it or not, Popovich and Kerr are political leaders. Because they win. And LeBron I mean, even if they, is a political leader. Yeah. What do you even, got to say, LeBron? I'm waiting. Even if the Phoenix and Sacramento coaches wanted to speak, it wouldn't resonate because they don't win. We listen more to the winners than we're going to listen to anybody else. Yeah, I happen to think they say it because they have the stature. And I think they, they, be- do. they certainly believe what they say, but they don't have to worry about employment repercussions. Whereas if they did have to worry about employment re- repercussions, they'd most likely be a little hesitant to say what they what they really think. But I, And I'm fine with that because I would do the exact same thing. And because the check really, really matters to me. I, and they could go a lot longer without employment. I couldn't. I could probably go three months and I'd be in a world of hurt. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All the stuff you've missed in this show. Matt Merchel joined us from Orlando talking USF and BYU. Lincoln Kennedy from the Pac-12 Networks to talk about the Utes and the wide open conference race. We'll get to that. All the stuff you missed in the show next on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Forty Niners are a perfect four zero after blowing out the Browns thirty one to three. San Francisco and New England, the last two undefeated teams in the NFL. Bengals star wide receiver AJ Green is going to miss another game. Hurt his right ankle in the first practice of training camp. He's out until at least week seven. He won't play against the Ravens. Major League Baseball. 
Cardinals beat the Braves in extra innings 5-4 to force a decisive fifth game. The Nationals beat the Dodgers 6-1 to force a decisive fifth game. The Rays beat the Astros 10-3 to force a fourth game. They shelled Zach Greinke in that one. The Yankees sweep the Twins 5-1 the final, 3-0 in the series. Yankees are in the American League Championship Series waiting for Houston and Tampa Bay. Astros can wrap it up today 2-15 on FS1. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park right and safe at Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? A little advice to our listeners out there when watching the Jazz this year, based on a lot of the chatter that I've been hearing in practice and throughout camp. Get rid of your notions of positions altogether, <laughs> except for Rudy. He will be the traditional five. Forget point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. But outside of that, How just forget Conley one through handle four. That because he has had the ball in his hands his whole career. Given Mike Conley's reputation, I would guess that he'll adapt just fine. But we're going to see lots of people handling the ball. They have more playmaking to go along with their shooting, and we're going to see it much more fluid. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Molina swings, and it's a high fly ball. Left field. This should win it. The catch is made by Duvall. Tagging at third. Long comes down the line. The throw home. We're going to game five. Wong scores on the game-winning sacrifice fly by Yadier Molina. And in St. Louis, for game four of the NLDS, it's a Redbird winner. Cardinals beat the Braves to force a game five. Nationals beat the Dodgers to force a game five. And the Rays beat the Astros to force a game four. Only the Yankees get her done. They get the sweep. They're on to the championship series. Of course, they play the Twins. Yes. They always beat them. That's like, like eighty seven zero against the it's Twins. Like six times in uh seventeen years. Harmon Kilbro is saying this is ridiculous. This is enough. Ridiculous. Yeah. Rod Crew's not walking through that door. Kirby Puckett has had it. Burt Blylevin. From the All Great right, Beyond. Stop. All right, that's a little baseball, but PK, before we were gonna the plan going into the break was to recap the show. But fresh news. Breaking news that the 930 listener gets that the poor 730 listener just doesn't know because they're off in some meeting right now and not listening to us. Although they could stream us, KTV.com. And, of course, you can download the show at 1280thezone.com or wherever you get podcasts. So they'll pick up on this later when they go to Stitcher or wherever. Spotify. Well, the men's preseason basketball media poll is out for the Pac-12. Utes are going to be in the bottom half of that, I would assume. Oregon and Colorado, Washington, Arizona, top four. Oregon, Colorado, Washington, Arizona, okay. Next four, SC, ASU, Oregon State, UC, Los Angeles. Ooh, UCLA picked eighth. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Bottom four, for, which obviously would be nine to 12, Utah, Stanford, Washington State, California. We have the all-conference preseason. And? Timmy Allen for Utah is on the second team. Okay. Wonder where he'll play next year. One and done. That's a low blow. Come on now. 
No, one more and one. done. He's not one and done. One more and done. Yeah, that's a shot since they yeah. lose guys left and right. Go back to Santa Barbara. Uh, let's see. First team, Utah Connection, Pace's son, Nico Mannion. Freshman, hasn't dribbled a ball yet. He is on the preseason all-conference team, as is freshman Isaiah Stewart from Washington. Should we see where they are in mock drafts? The early, early uh, pre-mock draft. Nico's are like from eight to ten. I've seen. Oh, he's that high. When I saw it oh, earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I saw it earlier, he was in the teens. So he's risen. Where? When? You haven't looked in a while. Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. It was probably around the draft. Oh, oh, it might even been before the draft because I oh, saw okay. a next Just, projection. Yeah. So there's another summer for all of that to change. No, he'll be a lottery pick, and it'll change again probably. Yeah. So, uh, Washington has a couple guys on the first team. Uh, Colorado has a couple of guys, hence why they're picked high. Don't forget, forget Tris Tinkle. I will not forget. He's a good player. He, he oh. floated with the idea of going to the NBA, but then came back. He plays for his dad at Oregon State. He, he's a borderline NBA player. Wouldn't surprise he me. He worked out here in Utah during the yeah, last yeah, pre-draft yeah. workout he process. Did. Yeah, they don't let underclassmen speak, so he wasn't a mate. He wasn't made available, but he's a nice player. So it looks like there's four lottery picks from the Pac-12 right now. Isaiah Stewart, who you just mentioned, yes, third. Washington's got number three. Nico Mannion seven in New Orleans. On I mean one list. There's multiple lists, and they're all going to change anyway. Uh, Jaden McDaniel's ninth. Another Washington kid. Another freshman from Washington, yes. And Navali Dante from Oregon, 13th. They don't, they don't have uh, Josh Green. Josh Green's another freshman. Nico and this Josh Green are the big-time kids coming in for Arizona as freshmen. And Josh Green, I do not see him, but he ought to be here. No? Maybe I missed him. I see Rob Edwards from ASU. He's second round. Not on the first or second team, interestingly enough. I am looking for another Arizona kid in here. And they got ten guys on the first team and only have five on the second. That I can see. Yeah, I'll check another mock draft. Well, maybe he's not expected to, to go that high. But certainly Pace's kid is. He's been all that for a number of years. and We'll see. He'll, I'm sure he'll be all that for Arizona. This is the problem with these kids like at Washington and at uh, Arizona, you take a kid like Remy Martin, he's first team all-conference preseason for ASU, and he's, he's a point guard. He's got the big hair. And he I don't know that he's an NBA player, but would you rather have him for three or four years or this Josh Green, Isaiah Stewart, Nico for one year? Well, if you're trying to win an NCAA championship, uh, the one-and-dones have done it, but Once. not very often. Right. I guess if you're trying to get to a Final Four, they've done a few of those, but it doesn't really seem to be the way to go. It seems like the guys who are in a program two or three years yeah. have been together with their teammates. I don't know that they necessarily need seniors. No, but you like Virginia, losing in the first round and then coming back the right. next year. So that's why when these guys don't get, these certain schools don't get these kids, eh, eh, so what? <laughs> they're going to be gone in March. If they win it all, great. But the so, chances of them winning it all are slim. I just checked CBSSports.com's mock draft. They have Josh Green 13th. 
Yeah. So I think someone else on their list forgot a kid, made a mistake. Oops. Well, those are the two guys. They've they got a transfer from Irvine, too, and a couple holdovers. And so. So will that mix get it done? Can you do it with a couple freshmen? Because you're right, to do it with the five freshmen, Kentucky did it once. To get it, to get it done to win it all? I would say no. Can they get to a Final Four? Because that is the goal for well, Arizona. Well, you have to see the draw. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think the goal for Arizona is to get to the final four. That's part of the goals. That's a step along the process. It's a step they haven't been able to make under the current regime. You always talk about the flop sweat in the sweet sixteen. Well, game yeah, because he squeezes so tight. Yeah. And yeah. I mean you when you see coaches that are maniacs, Rich Rod on the sidelines, his players they they get tight. You gotta be a little more loose and casual. Yep. I mean, you can still be intense, but when you're just gripping like that, it's like, come on. Your team feeds off it. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And Kristobiak's in his ninth year, right? And they're picked ninth. And this will be four straight missing a tournament four straight years? If they do miss yeah. it. But I wouldn't if expect If the ninth them. pick is right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that Harlan's going to be here how much. the Got to wait to see what happens with the UCLA he, job. He's yeah. got ties there. Yeah. He, he worked there. But four years in a row and, and, man, and attendance sagging. At some point, there's got to be a put-up or shut-up, shouldn't there? I would think so. i got to say I was a little surprised, and maybe the AD change helped with that, or maybe the size of the buyout helps with that. But when they missed a tournament a third straight year, I thought there might be a change. So, yes, I would think that if they missed a fourth straight year. And at ninth, that's not really for a conference like the Pac-12. That's not usually even NIT territory. Might be in a big year. And maybe they'll overachieve that prediction. I think the conference will be solid this year. So are they back to being a five-team? Because there have been plenty of years they've been a five-team league, but there have been years they've been two. In terms of a bid? I think there was one year there was one team in the NCAA tournament. I think that five might be stretching it. Oregon, Washington, Arizona. And then how much do you want to go beyond that? Those three are NCAA teams. Oh, well, you've got Colorado picked second. Colorado. And they, I mean, they return a lot. Devils have gone the last two years in a row. Yeah, so now you're, you're in five-bid territory. I, I think it's, a, it's possible. Yeah. And there's a multiplier effect. The more teams you get in, the more it boosts everybody's strength of schedule. But you still got to win. Well, yeah, and I and also think non-conference is just as weighted now, the way they've said it. You've got to play teams, and you've got to win. And there's no difference between conference and non-conference. So the onus is on these teams to get... To start winning early. To and, schedule... And, well, to A, schedule... games. And then B... Yeah, and Kristobiak has followed that. i got to give him credit. He's tried to increase that schedule as much as he can. But you got to be good enough to handle it. I really thought, to your point about non-conference, when they went to the tournament down in Fullerton last year, the Wooden Deal... And I think they lost to Northwestern and got blown out by Hawaii. Mm-hmm. That kind of set a tone. Right, but I've given credit for playing those teams to trying to do what you can to increase your schedule. But it certainly looks like the best team to be in the uh, NCAA tournament in our state is going to be Utah State. The team that made it last year. They're expected to have a pretty good season, yes. I mean, I can, I, well, I don't know when the Mountain West thing ought to be coming out pretty soon here. But that I would think it's about that, they, that time, they yeah. would be picked extremely high. Well, Kristovic did put the uh, – they got Nevada on the schedule, right? Are they going to be good again? 
They've been good. I don't know if they'll be good. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll be they as got, good. They won't be as good. They lost some they guys. They lost the Twins and then the Howard kid they're transferred. They're going to crater? Nevada. Mm. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll be as good, no. I mean, they were they were top 10 preseason ranked it's last year. Kentucky on the schedule. Obviously, the BYU game. San Diego State's on the schedule. Yeah. He's done a good job in, in increasing the schedule. And then because the whole schedule matters, if you have four or five tourney teams in your league and you get to play mm-hmm. them, yeah, you don't play everybody twice in the league, so I'll have to see which ones they miss. It's going to be interesting because they got so many young guys, and if they actually keep them, I can see better times ahead. But how much rope does Larry get? You know, this because they've got young guys, so they should develop. You have to you have to see what the record looks like and what the games look like. Yeah, it's a it's and a bunch of ha- unknowns. And how happy the guys and are, and how many of them are going to stay? stay. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, the, the and it's not just on him. You can't just you can crack on him all you want. It's but it's an epidemic. I mean, it's it's an epidemic in in basketball, right? But despite the epidemic, some teams are still going to the NCAA tournament. True, and that's been the standard at Utah for decades now. If it was in the other conferences, it ought to be in a Pac-12. All right, other stuff we've talked about today: the Niners, the real deal, shutting Cleveland down. I don't know that Cleveland's as brutal as they've been. I don't think there's a lot of talk about them because they have big personalities, but they're two and three. But the Niner defense giving up less than 15 Any points a game. You got Fred Warner on your defense, there man. It is. You're balling. He got a little run during the game. He should. Yeah, I know. He's a good player. And the defense playing lights out. I mean, lights out. Lights out. Lights out in London. Yeah. I think they're down to like 14.3 points a game or something like that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You got Shanahan over here. I mean, he came, got a big a, division game next week playing the Rams. Oh, yeah. Niners, Rams. I'm going to be tailgating that game. I can't uh, wait. I don't think you will be. I, you know, if we're talking NFL football, I think the most, the biggest story that needs to be covered is Ellen sitting next to George W. Bush. That's your biggest story, right? That's there. it. Yeah. We talked college football earlier. Lincoln Kennedy joined us from the Pac-12 Networks. Matt Michelle from the. Uh, Orlando Sentinel covering USF. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about Ellen sitting with George Bush. All right, you got two minutes left in the segment. There's one other NFL note, too. No. No, not as big as this. (laughs) Rob Gronkowski joining Fox as an NFL analyst. Oh, good. Why not? Everybody else does. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Is he doing a studio show or is he doing games? He'll be part of their pregame. The thing with the NFL is they've, you know, the Thursday night game and the Sunday night game. Maybe if you're back east, you could speak to this because you lived in Jersey. You watch the NFL because it comes on so late in the day. You watch the pregame show. But here the NFL comes on early enough and college football comes on early enough and there's so many games to watch. Who has time for an hour or two hours of pregame shows also? Maybe you dip in and out a little bit and see something. Well, you being a religious man, you don't have any time. None at all. Me being non-religious, I mean, the, the days You still of, don't watch pregame Jane shows. Jane Kennedy and Phyllis George, are you kidding me? They're not walking through that door. And if they did, I'd be all over it. You should watch Ellen's little uh, monologue that she did about sitting next to George Bush. It was very funny. Funny? It was funny. She's, she's a funny gal, and she it was funny. It was, it was heartwarming, and it was funny. And I'm sure it's out there on Twitter. It'd take you about two seconds to find it because I, I watched it and it was funny. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There's the Pac-12 poll and then, you know, some of the stuff we were talking about during the show.
It is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Utah now coming off that bye week. We had a chance to look at Oregon State. And uh, look, you know, Utah's going to be favored to win. And Utah probably will and should win by a sizable amount. But Oregon State's starting to turn that thing around a yeah, little they are. bit. This isn't a game where you're just like, all right, Utah, just show up. Not this year. I don't think Oregon State's fantastic. I think they're very beatable. But if Utah went in with the wrong attitude, they could find themselves in a game in the third quarter. That's the point I'm making right there, is that if you don't go in and you don't play well and you're slow getting out of the gates, then Oregon State can make things nervous in the second half against you. You know, if there's one thing this season has taught us, you can't take anything for granted. Just ask Washington, who just got smoked by Stanford. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The problem is BYU continues to play at a level of talent that they think that they are playing against. That is why you can beat a USC and then lose to a Toledo. This kind of thing happens every year. Did DJ say schedule? When did you become a snobby Englishman, DJ? I'm sorry. They make way too much money in China. Really, go walk into your boss and tell him exactly what you think of him and see how it happens. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. I'm going to let Scotty know exactly what I think of him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe in this case, he means the boss's boss or the boss's boss's boss. (laughs) Scotty G. They're all fine. I got Zippo complaints. All right, we got a lot of people still weighing in on something we haven't discussed since uh, 7 a.m. USF coach Charlie Strong calling BYU a really good Power 5 team. Do you agree? I took really good Power 5 team to mean mm, 65 Power 5 teams. you got to be in the top third to be really good. So, no, you're not one of the top 20 teams in the country. I said, no, I don't agree. You didn't take him quite so literally. No, I think he was speaking from the broader perspective. And I think from the broader perspective, they are a good Power 5 program. You've got to be a decent program to beat SC. If you want to start going program and health over the years, and uh, we had on Matt Merchell and we were talking to him about conference expansion, these are two teams that even though they're 2-3 and three right now, there seems like there's always a half a dozen teams mentioned. Is the Power 5 going to expand? Are they going to scoop somebody up? And these teams are always in that mix. And there are Power 5 teams that historically they got their foot in the door, so they're there, and they're really struggling. Look at you, Kansas. Look at you, Indiana. You can go on down the list. Right, you can go on down the list. So certainly, as a program goes, I mean, there are teams that would love to have a Heisman Trophy winner. They'd love to have a national title. They'd love to be able to draw fifty or 60,000 people. They'd love to be able to beat USC. Yeah, so to that whole list. I think that's what Charlie was saying, because you can't get caught up on the individual. The individual the individual teams have their issues. They're both going to be playing inexperienced quarterbacks. They're both two and three. But every year, we see a team that starts slow catch fire. And a big part of being a sports fan is having that hope set out there. The hope that, all right, something good is right around the corner. Can either one of these teams win a game, have a young quarterback get hot, and... 
their schedule, probably in both cases, their I, schedule's lighting up a little bit. I see. I don't. I disagree. Can they get to eight wins? I, I can't speak to South Florida. I don't know. Yeah. I don't pay enough attention. But I don't think Utah, our BYU schedule is lightening up. Not until next month. I think you Boise and Utah State. That's not a light schedule, right? And San Diego State could be a problem. And given that it's quarterback's first start, whatever you sucks. thought of South and Florida, now you got your best running back and your best quarterback out. Yep, that makes things just tougher. Not good. And they we saw last year. But the three easiest games depth. on their schedule are still in front of them. And I think at least. Like, but that's next month. Yeah, I get that's it. Weeks away. I didn't say the whole schedule was easier. <laughs> schedule gets easier. I haven't vers- broken down the Flames. They may be a hell of a ball club. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's liberty for those of you who are wondering. Everybody the knows the Flames. I don't think everybody does know. Bull crap. That should have been a poll question earlier in the show, but we're out of time now. Everybody knows the Flames are Liberty, and Liberty are the Flames. That's one. That's synonymous. Yuck, we don't have time for a poll question or Insta poll. What do you think? Does everybody know? Do all your peeps down there in Utah County know? It's about all half and half. Well, they would know. Oh, stay right on the fence. No, no, because they know the Idaho State's the Bengals, and they know UMass is the Minutemen, and so they know the Aztecs. Left. So by process of elimination, they the should Flames be able to, have to be they Liberty. They should be able to Liberty. figure it okay, out. I got it. And they know the Aggies and the Broncos. Kent from Technoglass joins us right now. Kent, did you know Liberty was nicknamed the Flames? I didn't. Aha! (laughs) Aha! That's it. Your work is done here. Don't mess it up. You've said exactly the right thing. You can go now. Except you can't. You're here to tell us something else, too. Well, I tell you what, uh, sports fans, we've got an amazing deal. It's available at all Tetanaglass locations statewide until noon today. $99 windshield. You heard it right. $75 labor install. Over 85% of the vehicles qualify. Also comes with all those famous Tetanaglass warranties that everybody's talking about. Now, you don't have to get it done today to get that $99 windshield. All you have to do is call before noon and schedule a time that's convenient convenient for you. Now to get that $99 windshield, you have to call by noon. It doesn't get any better than this. Here's the number 801-562-2200, 801-562-2200. Back to you guys. All right, there's Kent from Technoglass. You can find him online at technoglass.com and you call 801-562-2200.